This episode is powered by Poddex. Poddex are unique interview questions and episode starting prompts in the palm of your hand. So whether you're a new podcaster or existing broadcaster looking to grow your audience and have more meaningful conversations, you're going to want to check out Poddex. Now, if you want to get 10% off your order right now, you can go to poddex.com and type in coupon code, what's the code? Larry21. Yes, that's the code. Check out poddex.com. Take your podcast to the next level. From coast to coast and around the nation, this is the Washington Ledger Podcast with your hosts, Larry Leese and Jacob Siegel. Each week, we dive into the latest news surrounding us. Hello, and welcome to the Political Pulse Show. I'm your host, Larry Leese. Today's episode, we're going to dive in to the latest headlines from around the country. But first, a word from our sponsor. The Political Pulse Show is sponsored by Beer Club. Are you tired of searching high and low for the perfect brew? Well, look no further, because I have an incredible solution for you. Introducing the Original Craft Beer Club, the ultimate beer experience delivered right to your doorstep. As a member, you'll receive a carefully curated selection of handcrafted beers every month. Delight directly from independent breweries across the country. Imagine the excitement of discovering limited releases, seasonal favorites, and unique collaborations, all expertly chosen by the original Craft Beer Club team. It's like having a beer festival in your own home, but it gets even better. Each shipment comes with detailed tasting notes, brewery profiles, and food pairing suggestions, so you can fully appreciate the flavors and aromas of these exceptional brews. Joining the original Craft Beer Club is easy. Just visit their website in the link in the description. You choose your membership level and let the beer adventure begin. Before we dive into today's topics, we'd like to remind you, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter. On Twitter, we're at People's Show. And on Facebook, just search The Washington Ledger. Of course, you can also find us on TikTok now. Just search Political Pulse Show. Without further ado, let's dive right into today's episode. We're going to discuss the recent charges against 16 individuals in Michigan related to a fake electoral scheme. And for some background, these 16 individuals, with the exception of two defendants, were actually approved by the state Republican Party to be Michigan's Electoral College members if former President Trump had won the state. Among that, among them, we have a West Michigan uh, city mayor, a local clerk from a Detroit suburb, and some Trump activists. No- notably, there's a, also Michan Maddock, former state Republican Party co-chair, and a staunch Trump ally. Now, despite Trump losing Michigan by a significant mar- margin of over 150,000 votes, the state alleges, alleges that these 16 defendants met in the basement of the former state Republican Party headquarters and signed a memo declaring themselves as the state's rightful electoral college members. They attempted to submit this memo to the state capitol, where the real electors were convening, but they were turned away. However, the memo did make its way to Congress and the National Archives, according to the state's allegations. Which is a remarkable scheme. 
the defendants are facing a total of eight felony charges. These include forgery under election law and a specific charge called uttering and publishing, which is essentially another form of forgery. The most severe charge carries a potential prison sentence of 14 years. Uh, Michigan's state attorney general, Dana Nessel, recently made a statement regarding the case. She posted a video addressing the political nature of the case and why it had to be brought forward. She acknowledged that some might claim these charges are politically motivated, but she emphasized that when there is overwhelming evidence of guilt in multiple crimes, it would be the most political act to take no action at all. The state has been keen on holding accountable those who propagated the false narrative of a stolen election. This extends beyond these defendants and includes lawyers who filed multiple lawsuits after the election. The Attorney General insists that this case is clear-cut. The defendants' names appear on the memo that was submitted, and parts of the memo were proven to be false, such as the claim that they met in the Capitol when they signed it, which they were not allowed to do that day. It certainly seems like the state is taking the case very seriously. Now let's shift gears here. It's evident that the ramifications of the 2020 election are stretching into the 2024 presidential race. The events surrounding the 2020 election continue to cast a long shadow on American politics. We've seen hundreds of individuals who participated in the January 6th riots face indictments and subsequent guilty verdicts. Now, with the emergence of these fake electors and their charges, it's becoming increasingly apparent that the consequences of the 2020 election will extend into the next presidential race. Furthermore, former President Trump himself has expressed the expectation of being indicted in a federal case related to his alleged attempts to undermine the 2020 election. Similar schemes to the one in Michigan have also been uncovered in Georgia, further attempting to subvert the findings of an independent judiciary that confirmed a free and fair election. Trump's legal troubles are piling up, not only in relation to January 6th, but also in other cases, such as charges of falsifying business records, defamation, sexual abuse, and mishandling classified documents. The question remains whether these individual indictments, along with their cumulative effect, will have any impact on his support among Republicans. Which, that's a critical point. Despite facing numerous legal challenges, Trump's support among Republicans remains strong. It's fascinating to observe how these charges haven't really affected his standing within the party or among his rivals for the nomination. But let's return back to Michigan. Currently, no arraignment date has been set. The Attorney General's office intends to send out summonses to the defendants to appear in Ingham County for the arraignment. The investigation is still ongoing, so there is a possibility of additional individuals being charged in connection with this fake elector, electoral plot. And now on to our next topic. We are starting to see a disturbing trend of a rise of decentralized neo-Nazi cells across the country. Neo-Nazi groups organized, organizing in the decentralized, decentralized cells are quietly spreading across the country, focusing particularly on infiltrating the mixed martial arts scenes. Art scene, excuse me. Their intentions to prepare for physical combat against their perceived ideological or political em enemies. This alarming trend, although not new in Europe, has manifested itself more prominently in the U.S. 
The emergence in these decentralized cells bears resemblance to the types of individual individuals drawn to the U.S. or drawn, excuse me, to the Unite the Right rally in Charlottesville. In fact, one of the first active clubs in the U.S., the Rise Above Movement, originated in Southern California and was present at the infamous Char- Charlottesville rally in 2017. Some members of this group are currently facing federal charges re- related to the violence that unfolded during that day. One might assume that after the fallout from Charlottesville, these groups would have retreated underground. However, what we are seeing is quite the opposite. Active clubs are spreading, attracting more members than ever before. Their troubling development suggests that violence and extremist ideologies are resonating with a larger portion of America, as confirmed by polls indicating an increasingly radicalized political right. While white nationalist politics have long existed in the U.S., the current iteration of these movements seem to have evolved beyond just race and racism. There is now a specific targeting of LGBTQ events and individuals, as well as a more nebulous activism against ideological adversaries such as Antifa or liberalism. These decentralized neo-Nazi cells display a wider focus than historical groups like the KKK, which predominantly centered their activities on race-based bigotry. The motivations behind the surge in these groups are multifaceted. Disenfranchised young men, often lacking social standing among their peers, comprise the primary demographic of these active clubs. However, their appeal extends beyond race. They mobilize against what they perceive as threats to liberal democracy or multiracial democracy, effectively aligning themselves against the liberal woke left and other progressive movements. It's difficult to overlook the association between this movement and the rhetoric of former President Donald Trump. Trump's failure to unequivocally condemn these extremist groups, coupled with his seemingly supportive gestures, has provided them with a sense of validation and momentum. Instances like his response to the events in Charlottesville, where he infamously claimed there were good people on both sides, illustrate the impact of such support from high-ranking individuals. In the current climate, of heightened anti-LGBTQ sentiment, extremism finds fertile ground to spread in various forms. The ongoing debates surrounding LGBTQ rights, the conflicts between Republicans and Democrats on Capitol Hill, and the impact on transgender Americans across states all contribute to an environment where extremist ideologies can flourish. Extremist groups seize opportunities to align themselves with others who share even a single issue, normalizing their more radical ideas in the process. The rise of decentralized neo-Nazi cells infiltrating the MMA scene and expanding their reach should sound alarm bells for all concerned citizens. This growing movement, which goes beyond race and targets LGBTQ events, poses a significant threat to the fabric of our society. It is imperative that we remain vigilant and proactive in countering these extremist ideologies and promoting a united front against hate, intolerance, and violence. By understanding their motivations, recognizing the broader implications, and actively opposing their toxic narratives, we can work towards a safer and more inclusive future for all. And that is all we have for this episode. Let us know your thoughts on the topics we covered in the comments section below, as well as give us a thumbs up if you like our video, subscribe to the channel, hit that bell notification button to be notified of future videos, and subscribe on all major podcast platforms, including Good Pods. And of course, you can find us on uh, Facebook, Twitter, and uh, TikTok. And as always, thank you so much for watching and listening. We will see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Washington Ledger Podcast. 
Follow us on Twitter at The W Ledger and like us on Facebook. If you like what you hear, join our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash The Washington Ledger. And as always, have a great week.